Welcome to Ebtide Wellness, where you learn mindfulness-based techniques to help you meet the flow of your life. Here, we authentically explore what is going on within us to best meet what is happening around us. There's no stopping life, but we can meet it no matter what the tide. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp, inviting you to be Ebtide Well. Hello and welcome to Ebtide Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp. And today we're going to continue working with our spring energy and the reminder that to create, things must be destroyed. So in spring, we can really see this, that all these beautiful flowers are coming up and the buds are on the trees and the leaves are coming. But I think it's really easy to forget that all this creation and beauty came from destruction. When all those leaves fell in the fall and all the cold weather made things unable to grow in the winter, but we don't see it like that. We're not like, um, yeah, we're like, that's just fall and winter. We don't see it as destruction. And so uh, maybe I've been trying to rebrand the word destruction as a positive thing versus something we think of as wholly negative and harsh and ill-intended. So things get destroyed in cycles. Things get destroyed in fall, in winter to make spring. And as we know, because nature is not separate from us, but a wonderful mirror and guide for us, our lives, our cells, our bodies, our minds, everything about us, it follows the same ebb and flow cycles and patterns of creation and destruction. Everything in our life is the yin and the yang. It's the giving, it's the receiving. Our lives have chapters, our lives have phases, our lives have whole new books being written. But for some reason, we struggle so hard with what we see as the failure and problem and tragedy of destruction. And I'm not saying it's super fun or super easy. Grief and sadness are sometimes uncomfortable but they help us move on. And we all have grief and sadness because destruction and endings are inherent to our lives. So I'm not saying to pretend that you're psyched about destruction and it's fun and it's easy. I'm just saying this is real and this happens and this is inherent to the cycles of our life. So let's just get familiar. Let's try to be comfortable. Let's accept that this is part of the game here and learn how to live and thrive with this as a condition. Life does not work as a steep linear slope of improvement. First of all, there's just no room for things just to constantly be created and come into your life. As we've talked about, you've got to let go to have space for things to come in. And so things need to be destroyed to have space, energy, room for things to be created. So we all know the quote, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And this is not (laughs) the lyric by Semisonic in Closing Time, which might be in your head for the rest of the day now. Um, I would sing it, but I'm a terrible singer. It's actually a Roman philosopher, um, Lucius Seneca, who said that. 
So for something to start, it means something that once started is now ending. So really this differentiation we have between endings and beginnings is artificial. It's all just the moment by moment experience of our life. And so um, coming into the spring of 2023, I really feel a huge new start. I mean, this really is a transformative time for most of us. The last few years have been destruction since March or even a little before of 2020. The structures we know we rely on have shown us where there's cracks. Many have broken down. Many people's lives have shifted in ways they never could have predicted. I can't tell you how many divorces I've seen, how many moves. I mean, we've all just seen, it's like, musical chairs where everyone got up and moved around (laughs) in the last, uh, I guess, three years now have just been wildly transformative and destructive. And I don't say destructive in a negative way because, again, we're rebranding, restructuring. Destructive is, it's there. So the last three years, So much has been destroyed, not in a wrong way necessarily. I'm not saying right or wrong, but in a larger perspective, destruction has occurred in our society, in our world, in our lives, in our frameworks, in our um, perceptions, in our roles, in our relationships. I'll just take a moment here to think about what in this pattern since 2020 of destruction have you experienced in your life just to say, wow, all that happened. I do this to give ourselves a little bit of um, perspective and credit and reminder, look, you're still here. You lived through all of that. I mean, when we look back on what we lived through, it's pretty um, remarkable that we're all still trying. We're all still trying because this is inherent to us. We get it at some basic level. Things are destroyed, but there's something within us that says, ooh, now what can I create? And things have been destroyed in such a scorched earth level the last few years that we have so much opportunity now to create something really, really big. But most of us are tired. Many of us are disappointed. Many of us are angry. Um, Watching things we built, watching things we cared about be destroyed, it hurts. And saying it's part of a cycle doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt because when we build things, we love them, we care about them. And to see them ending, it it is difficult. And that's why we have to hold space and we have to just be very conscious and deliberate during these times of destruction and creation to hold space for the transition between. And in that transition is when we can be sad, when we can grieve, when we can be pissed, when we can say, that sucked. Why did that happen? You know, do all the things 
Just because you can see the perspective and understand the bigger picture doesn't mean you don't have the feelings. Doesn't mean you are a robot. It just means you handle the feelings in a way that is emotionally mature and productive. You let yourself feel the feelings. You learn from them. You allow them. And you let them move on so they can create space for the other feelings that are still remaining, like the love that is still there that led you to create what ultimately got destroyed and that love that was so big that led you to be so sad that it was over. That cannot be destroyed. So we focus on how we're meeting this inherent pattern of destruction and creation, but we're focusing on the destruction bit right now. Um, and again, bringing to mind where things have been destroyed in your life, crumbled, fallen apart, <laughs> just not continuing. And I'm laughing because we do have to take things a little bit lightly because this is just the way it is and we hold and grasp so tight to stories, to it's not going to fall apart this time. So notice how are you meeting what is over, destroyed in your life? Are you meeting it with resistance? Are you meeting it with a strong emotion? Stressed about it? Anxious about it? Hopeless, why did I even bother? If it's just going to be destroyed, you might think. What will happen now? I will never have that again, you might think. Our thoughts get a little bit upset and negative and pretty, pretty depressing when things are destroyed. And again, that's why we have to go back to the emotions. The thoughts, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, are symptoms of our emotions. So if your thoughts are telling you things like, I will never have that relationship, that job, that house, that dog, you know, whatever it is for you that you've lost, if your thoughts are telling you, it's over, I'll never have that again, or I'll never be happy again, or it's hopeless, well, then go into the emotions. That's where you can heal. Work with that grief to find the love. Work with the sadness to say, yes, I feel it. And it's okay just to take a little break and to let myself rejuvenate, reset, integrate what's happened. Have to be destroyed. And I'm not saying go out there and like run all over every kid's sandcastle. I'm just saying watch the natural cycles in your life. Work with them, not against them. So some of you know, um, recently my sister and I, who have a brick and mortar studio for Ebtide, we decided to close the, um, the physical studio. We felt like the energy going into the studio was not any longer going to bloom into the growth that excited us. And it was time to move on to other chapters for both of us. And we both were very clear that we had other things we wanted to create in our lives. And that in order to create the space for those things, even not knowing exactly what those things are for us, we needed to <laughs> destroy, destroy where our energy was going to, um, to trust in the next cycle. So we're not going to like bring a wrecking ball to the studio because, you know, our landlord wouldn't like that, but we are releasing ourselves from 
place that we have committed to for six years. We are, in a sense, you could say, destroying a business that we lovingly and passionately grew. But both of us see the bigger perspective of, in that destruction of its current form, we're allowing ourselves to move on to a larger creation that is more related to who and what we are now and will really bloom in a different direction that we're excited about. It doesn't mean I'm not sad. It doesn't mean I'm not, you know, looking over pictures of the last six years of all our ways and clients and the times we had and thinking, oh, that was so wonderful. It doesn't mean that I'm not having thoughts like, well, what if I tried a little harder? What, what's wrong with me that I don't want to keep doing this? All those things are happening, even though I know in my heart of hearts, this needs to be destroyed so that I can create the next thing for myself, the next chapter. But I'm holding space for all of it. As I'm destroying something that meant and means a lot to me, I'm, I'm able with mindfulness to hold space for the grief I feel, the sadness I feel, the disappointment I feel. And in letting those emotions not get stuck and stagnant and denied, but move through freely, bigger space is opening up for me to have hope and gratitude and connect to what I loved about it and what I still love and a spark of ignition that I haven't felt in quite some time of being really excited to do something. Things have to be destroyed so that there's room to create. But the place of creation isn't always comfortable. It sounds like the good bit, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like destruction would be harder than creation. But I will argue that that space in between, before you're in the zone of actually creating, really is the tough bit. So when you're destroying, you're getting energy out. You're putting something in the world. You're doing, and we're usually more comfortable doing. Destroying, you can kind of get in the zone of, you know, putting that away, selling that, you know, just stopping that. And you feel the grief, you feel the pain, but you're, you're on a clear, clear path. We're moving into the next cycle of creation. There is the winter. There is the stillness. There is the pause. And in this pause is the most important work we do because what's created comes from the depth of connection we have in the pause, in the winter, in the stillness. Before something is produced that others see and that we say, oh yeah, now I see this product, this path, this job, this person, now it's real. Before we get to that tangibility, we are sitting in this open space of possibility, which actually is so gorgeous and so fun and so wonderful, but it doesn't feel that way sometimes when you're in it. A state of openness, a state of room, a space of availability, a space of anything could happen, I can't wait to see, really requires a lot of strength and patience and capacity to monitor those voices inside your head that say, can you just fix this? Can you just do this? Can you make it stop? I just need to know. Why don't you just go ahead and do that quick thing, that easy thing? Go back to what was. Did you destroy it too bad? 
when we're sitting in the space of possibility and availability and openness, if we're not careful in that silence, in that pregnant pause, the thinking mind might start to scream. That's why it's incredibly important to have a regular mindfulness and meditation practice. So during these times when we really need to hold the line of our own inner space, we can do that. And the thinking mind doesn't regain control with anxiety and to-doing and fretting to make you go back and engage in behaviors that deep within you, you know, have been destroyed for you. So if we're really going to create something before it's obvious, it's apparent, it's real, we have to be like marinating juicy little seeds, connecting to what we hope for, connecting to our space of trust, connecting to what we dream. So as I'm looking to transition from my local studio to Um, a larger impact, which is my goal, to have a larger impact through science on wellness behaviors, I am just talking to people who are doing it without expectation, without having a plan, without having an outcome that has to happen. I am just holding so much open space to connect, to talk, to um, hear about the world, to listen to possibilities, to put out options, to just kind of roll around in the mud of what if and being there. So when people say to me, how's your job search going? I'm like, it's great. (laughs) Not because I'm like, have anything tangible, but because I am talking to so many interesting, wonderful, fabulous people and getting so many ideas and getting so inspired about all the good work that's going on out there. I'm not concerned yet how I'm going to find a role in that. I'm just listening to the whispers, to the things that are going on within me and allowing space for whatever is to come to have the time to appear, to build, and to be right. So, you know, the worst thing you can do when you break up with someone is immediately get in a relationship with somebody else. Like, we all know this. But we... We do that in so many parts of our life. We're so uncomfortable when something has been destroyed that we create something immediately just to have it filled without doing the work of holding the space in between to feel how we've changed, to feel what we want, to listen to the spark, the insight that burned down that old thing in the first place and is telling you where to go. We have to believe that we can be new and we can rejuvenate ourselves and our lives. And this is natural and normal and is the way of being. It is not the wrong way to make changes, to evolve, to grow. Somehow we got in this mindset, and I think it's really changing, it's being destroyed, yay, that life was supposed to be linear. And if something left, you fucked up. But no, we are seasons, we are chapters, we are cycles, we destroy, we create. Let's get in there and participate. Make things happen. Stop things from happening. But don't get in the way of your rhythm. Then you miss the place where you connect to possibilities, where you connect to growth. 
You have to be able to sit in the unknown and hold space for who you are, what you love, the amazing energy rising within you that's just ready to create. You've already been brave and gotten through the destruction. You've been brave and met the feelings that go with that, the grief and the sadness, and they'll keep coming up. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Just means you can keep tending to those hurts and holding the love and gratitude for what was. That's what grief is, love. Once we've created more space by tending to the grief and the sadness, in that space, something now can be created, even if it's just a feeling about what you want. Like, I just think the world is so interesting and fun and exciting right now in the space of technology and wellness that I just want to, like, I have a feeling that I just want to be in it, you know? And so follow your feeling of where you're like, no, put me in the game coach. Like, I want to play there. That's where you're going to create something. Don't worry about how. Don't worry about what. Because you don't get in the way of what's being created. Just bloom. Just trust what's within you to bloom. So let's return now to an inquiry. You connected to where something may have been destroyed in your life. Can you hold connection to where that is creating space? If there's a space created by something that has been destroyed, how are you relating to this space? Are you trying to fill it? Are you turning away from it? Mourning it? Or are you open to it, holding it, loving it, grateful for it? How are you holding space? Because in this space, how you're meeting it is going to set what's created from that space. So in this space, where is there the potential for creation? In your life, is there a feeling drawing you towards somewhere? Is there something new that you can say, oh, yes, I'm going to do that. I feel that. I want that. Something that draws you. You don't have to know why or how. Good. So I suggest to you, particularly as you go through spring, but just as we're going through so much change, which will continue the next few years as so much is being destroyed and created, note, I mean, you can play this game when you note in the um, in the global politics world news, hey, oh, cool, look, it's being destroyed. I wonder what's going to be created. Like, okay, our banks are being um, destroyed. Well, what's going to be created from that? And not to be like weirdly amused by bad events in our world, but just to see the larger perspective of this is the way it works. Things go so that new things can come. You can follow that in your own life, maybe even keeping um, like a journal entry where in one column you can list where things got destroyed. And then in the column next to it, Maybe you know the next day, maybe it takes you a year, you write what was uncreated. 
So we've connected with inquiry, but let's connect even deeper in meditation. This is a way to really connect with where we have feelings that might need to be addressed or open to insights, but really meditation is the place where we learn how to hold our own space. So finding whatever posture or situation is appropriate for you right now. Maybe you can sit with your eyes closed. Maybe you're just listening to this and your eyes are open. But from wherever you are, you can begin to draw your attention more inward than outward. Just turning inward and beginning to feel the experience of being breathed. Your attention, your interest, turning around from out there and beginning to notice the richness and experience that comes to breathing. Most of the time it's in the background, but if we turn inward and turn our signal to the breath, it becomes quite loud, quite interesting to feel, to hear, to be with yourself as breath comes and goes through your body. Just allow yourself become interested and connected to that and to let everything else fall into the background. As you're connecting to your breath, there's the obvious ebb and the flow. So the inhale of new oxygen cannot occur until the last breath has been ended, destroyed, exhaled. You cannot inhale without an exhale. The breath doesn't get upset about it. The breath just does what's needed and natural and works within its beautiful cycle of giving away and drawing toward. If we were to stop this cycle to say, I'm no longer exhaling, I'm no longer getting rid of things that are done, I'm no longer destroying what was begun once before. If we were to do that, we would no longer live. We wouldn't be able to draw in the next breath of creation, the next new fresh moment if we didn't allow the last one to go. So trust in this cycle of breath as it teaches you. This is not optional. This is the way it goes. And it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Let the breath show you grace. Flow. 
as you feel the rhythm of the breath, notice in the body if there's any part of the body that really just feels ready to let go of a pattern, of an action, something that's maybe being destroyed in the body. What is it clearing space for? The skin that comes off all day long. Body is always destroying aspects of itself so that some new layer can grow. Sense into body where that's happening for you and allow body to be a teacher for you of the cycles of death and rebirth, destruction and creation. And the mind, is there a place where the mind is having some of its cherished frameworks, thoughts, facts destroyed? You thought that was that way, but it turns out it's not. Thought you could believe that or rely on that, but it's not true. Wherever something in the mind is being destroyed, opportunity to find something new. Ace growing in mind, not to know how it's supposed to be, but opening and listening to what might be. Coming into the heart space where the heart maybe has been destroyed, has been hurt, has had something it loves come to an end. Holding space for whatever feelings need to be met from the heart, from that, allowing them to be held compassionately. Feeling though the love that underlies destruction and creation. Allowing ourselves to hold space in the heart, in the body, in the mind for where things have been completed and destroyed and released. The leaves of our fall have come off. Winter has frozen us, but now there's a space, just a pause before the most beautiful creation. Hold this space, allow yourself to dream in possibility, to reconnect to the spark of light within you that's going to ignite your creative force. Trust that, believe in that, hope in that, and see what that leads you to create. I'm going to close with a quote by Carrie Smith called, to create is to destroy. Life is about getting up out of your chair and doing something, making a mess, moving your mind and your body, leaving a mark. It's about doing action, finishing, experimenting, trying something, immersing. It's about absurdity, a creation. 
evidence that you exist. Using materials, destruction. It is about fun, doing the opposite, breaking the rules. It's about ideas, getting dirty, making mistakes. I'm going to ask you to make a mark and it's going to be messy. Don't worry about that. That's the point. Thank you so much for listening this week. I'll see you next week. Be uptight well. Thank you so much for listening and showing up, not just for this podcast, but for yourself. If this episode resonated with you, why not share it with someone else who you think might connect with it? I'll see you next week. In the meantime, be ebb tide well.